this week on Voices from the Mountain. We're jumping right back into Ghost Points for part two. Who are you going to call? Probably just call Steven. We'll say that we we finished our talking about Spleen 1, Gui nice. Lei. Nice. And now we have uh, Gui Shin. Correct. Again, well another done. Shin. That one's Shin instead of Shin. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> tones, tones, for those of you. We're keeping track. This is Pericardium 7. Nice. Darling. Yeah, I was going to say, is it Darling? It is. Yeah. This one, there's not a whole lot of resources that, like, like the classics. I haven't read a lot about necessarily why they call us this one, but there's two really key things to pay attention to. Obviously, calling it the heart, like ghost heart, makes sense. Um, not just because Machoch went off on that thing with the heart stuff. That's not at all. <laughs> but what it does make sense is because it's a pericardium channel and therefore affects the heart. But the second thing it really makes, uh, you got to remember with any time you use this word shin in Chinese, it's you got to remember it also means middle. So it's like the center of something, the middle of something. Um, and so here, when we talk about, um, like, just like if you're going to say the center of like, you know, a country or something or a person, yes, our heart isn't located in our center, but that's also another word. Like the sin means those two things. It means literally the anatomical heart, but also the middle of something. So here you could say it's like kind of the middle of the process, right? The fourth fourth point is getting fairly far into the sequence, kind of into the center of it. So either one of those translations, I think, is a pretty reasonable one. And I haven't really seen any classic resources that would point one more than the other. Okay. And then is this the same middle that that Chinese people use kind of all the time for like middle kingdom. We're in the middle, like as humans between heaven and earth. So it's has like a bigger, just like I'm, I'm human. And so I'm in the middle kind of thing. A similar idea, but different character. That one really, that one's Zhong. Okay. That one's Zhong. Like Zhongguo is how you say middle kingdom in Chinese. Gotcha. Which by the way, shout out to, uh, just in case people think that that sounds funny that they call themselves the middle kingdom. They're not saying they're the middle of the universe or the middle of the world. They are just saying that they're stuck between a bunch of other countries that want to invade them. <laughs> right? right? Mongolians. You ever seen the South Park where they build the Great Wall around South Park and then the Mongolians start attacking it <laughs> out of nowhere? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a huge continent and there were warring like tribes it. on all sides. Exactly. Which then, of course, China became an imperial power and then started controlling on all sides too, so... It goes both ways, I guess. Totally. That's how you win the, the go game. You don't just you can't be on defense all the time. Ah, dude, you should, we should do a go episode. Yeah. I mean, it'll just be me winging it like Machocha, but <laughs> it'll just be me, me, me listening. You know, it's good stuff. We'll do a disclaimer in the beginning and we'll call it a day. <laughs> uh, just because I'm a fan of doing things while they're next to each other. So this is out of order. Uh, yeah. Lao Gong uh, also makes an appearance. Pericardium eight, Gui Ku, Ghost Cave. Ku, very good. Yeah, yeah. You can call it a cave, a den. Okay. Um, any of those will work. Yep. Okay. Just for reference, because just like we learn herbs in pairs, I like I'm doing these in groups. Oh, interesting. I like it so that it sticks better. But so not necessarily in the sequence, by the way. He just mentioned the ninth one. It was quite cool. Yeah, but just to put it there with Daling and Laogong, that you can know that those two points in a row on the pericardium channel are both ghost points. I like it. But the next one in 
in in order, the fifth one mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. be UB sixty two, Gui Lu Ghost Road. Nice, very nice, Lu. That's right. And this one, I'm assuming, is for people who are struggling walking. Oh, that's such a good point. It, it, it could be, and that's a really wonderful understanding of it. Um, you want to you want to explain why you you mentioned that, Asher? Because the the point is also the opening for the Yang Chao, which is the walking vessel. I don't know. They have other names, but it's the walking vessel. Right. Walking motility. Yeah. Motility. That's the other I've one. heard heel vessel. Yeah. Heel too. But Asher's right. It's not, it should never be called a heel vessel. It's just that the left radical in the character means foot. Okay. So then yeah. that's the only reason as far as it's on your heel, right? But but Asher's very much right. It's it's about like the cross body movement and motility, specifically the act of walking, because that's one of the most fundamental like, contralateral movement patterns that we have. So, uh, anything to add? Any other? So that's one. So you, absolutely, yeah. So this could be like, for instance, mental illnesses where people can't walk, right? Or like they have vestibular diseases and stuff where they can't balance correctly. Um, literally, could be even like. Um, it's not usually where they have dysfunction in their actual muscles. It's they have a dysfunction in controlling those legs and muscles, right? Right. Um, not not atrophied, not like things aren't firing. It's like things aren't firing together. Right. Yeah. So like they might get be getting mixed signals and stuff exactly a lot more. If it was more like anatomical, then we would often do that more. But if it's if it's more like a coordination thing, then that this fits a lot better. So that would be one. The second thing is um, Gui Lu. Not only does it mean like the, the human walking, but it could also be the pathway of the ghost inside the body as well. Oh, um, okay. And this can connect to a lot of things. Yes, we know that the Taiyang channel is the exterior of the body, specifically the foot Taiyang channel, which this point is on the bladder channel. So one might say that, well, if this is an exterior influenced issue, then could that be also be the pathway of the ghost? Right. Or the ghost-like Totally. Pathogen factor. And I think too, also maybe important to notice that the, uh, out of, you know, the, the first five, it's like we have do, which is like external just because of it being on the back. You have the lung, which is this external thing again. Right. And then you have the urinary bladder one, which is also external. So, and then as we continue to go, it's like, maybe we go deeper. I know we definitely hit, we hit Ren one eventually, which is very deep. So, um, True. Maybe the order has something to do with the the levels as well. Yeah, the depth that it goes in. And in general, you're right. Like we said, you start out with that gong because it's at the exterior, and then this is like a pathway. And just like wind tends to have its pathway into the body. So you might, there's a UB point called uh, fengmen, two twin down. It's a parallel to T2, mm. whatever that one is. It's on the UB channel. I don't know. It's one above uh, Fei Shu. One above the fa- the lung shoe point. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Whatever, we all know where lung shoe point is, and go one twin above that, and that's feng man. Uh, feng man, sorry, uh, that one is the gate of wind. Unlike feng shi, which is the gallbladder point up here, mm-hmm. is that twenty something? Twenty? Yeah, is just straight twenty. Twenty. Twenty, and that's the pooling of wind. Right. Well, you have to go in somewhere before you can start accumulating, and so feng man. Is more useful for very, like you caught the wind day one, feng chi you caught the wind week one, and feng fu you caught the wind month one. 
if you know what I mean. So that's showing you depth inward. Yeah. Cool. Feng Fu is that do channel point. Extremely dangerous. Please don't needle do that do point in the wrong way. The next one we're about to do too, yeah? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Well, that's very timely. <laughs> so as we're going deeper into the body, right? Yes. Uh, we get to do 16. Um, is it Jade Pillow too, or is Jade Pillow somewhere else? Jade Pillow is above, yeah. It's just Ujian. above. That's at, the pill, that's at the bump, on like the pillow point on the head. So just above it, yeah. Okay. Actually on top of the cranium instead of at the base of the occiput. Right. Okay. Like that. Mine's very obvious. I have a football-shaped head. I know you, you guys are just listening to it, but uh, if you if you look at the back of people, so some people yeah, look for the people who can get away with wearing baby sunglasses. Well, kid sunglasses. I can't. I'm not joking. Like I'm a full-grown human. I don't think I'm a small person. I'm like six feet tall, and I can wear kid sunglasses. Oh no way! Which means I got a football head. Like it is very <laughs> much like this, front to back, not a whole lot side to side. It seems to work all right for me. Yeah. Anyway, you can really see my uh, my jade my jade pillows pretty pretty well. The jade pillows then is going to be like do seventeen on top of the occiput. Or Correct. I assume it's the next one. Yeah. Up. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't got you then. The really knobbly bits. So this one is Gui Jen ghost pillow. That's right. That's right. Gui Jen. Mm-hmm. And so this one, uh, yeah, you can call it ghost pillow, but remember, this really is just a place. I mean, obviously, it's a pillow is a place to rest your head. And so this is often where it's more like a resting spot, like a where it will start hankering down, right? Just like we said, the wind has to enter into the wind gates when we're dealing with wind, and then it pools in places. Well, now we're getting to a place where instead of it traveling, instead of it doing those things or even exiting, now it's starting to hunker down and reside. And as you might guess, these are, this is really one of the more um, like kind of transition points into that deeper level now. Right. Totally. And so um, Feng Fu is literally the resident, like where wind resides. So when we talked about the gate of wind, Feng Men, that's where it enters. Feng Chi, where it pools and coagulates and, um, you know, uh, uh, gathers. And then Feng Fu, where it's actually taking residence. I mean, right, we think about we go camping all the time. We don't usually build a cabin where we camp. This one is the cabin. And that's why when you deal with feng fu, there's a couple key things. I'm just going to do a slight public service announcement for you practitioners out there. As far as I know, Cam recommends this for wind, heat, colds. Is that right, Asher? Does that does that ring anything, Bell? I mean, the wind part, I would, <laughs> I would definitely be like, yeah, yeah. The one that has wind yeah. in its name is for wind. I don't I don't remember. I was really bad at cam, actually. Yeah, it was well. I'm I'm happy to hear that because I am not <laughs> a fan of cam. So th- throw the machochas out and throw the cams out. They tried hard and they missed the mark. <laughs> actually, cam was written by a guy. I, I read this little like wee article on him, and he's a Beijing dude. He doesn't practice acupuncture. I don't even think he has a license. No, he just compiled the most used points for any given whatever, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, at best he's a translator. He's not an acupuncturist, um, or at least a practicing one. I can't even remember if he had a license. Anyway, and I remember in the, in this little article they even asked him, they're like, "Do you get acupuncture all the time?" He's like, "No, why would I get acupuncture? I'm healthy." Really? The person who wrote your acupuncture book doesn't get acupuncture regularly? Right. Let's let's try and think this out. But anyway, he really does have a lot of problems in his book. And the first one that I found, I haven't read the book. Obviously, I just people give me books to look at, and I. Really, I just start complaining. That's my really that's my mo. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and so he, I saw this wind heat one and he, he puts feng fu in there. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's be real. There's like, you know, 10 acupuncture points on the entire body that you could cause serious harm with. And feng fu is like number one. Yeah. Are you telling me for a sniffle, you're going to try and needle like literally our most dangerous point. Um, it's one of the only points that has truly caused an accidental death in China. Sure. But it's also how you needle that one too. Yeah. Cause if you needle it superficially, cause you're trying to create a little like air vent for some wind, mm. then maybe not so much. If you're going deep into the skull, <laughs> you can... yeah. And you kind of have to be angling up too. to hit vital stuff. Right. And the big one you don't want to hit is the hypothalamus. Cause that's what kills people. Right. But so Ash is right. If you were going like point something twins in most of the time, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And if you're not angling it upward, which you never should, in general, you'll be fine. And it's not like we don't needle this point. So I would be like for wind heat, it's absolutely insane to needle this point. But for stroke, it's insane not to needle this point. There's no single stroke patient I've ever met who's actually had a, you know, a cerebral hemorrhage who does not need this point. You absolutely have to. And in fact, you're doing your patient a disservice if you don't give them this point. So do we use it? Are you kidding? We have to use it. But you use it when you need it, right? You never bring out the, the cannon when you just need um, a pistol or something. Totally. So what kind of sensation are you looking for then out of... Feng Fu? Yeah. That's, that's a good point. It's, it's usually an opening, relaxing sensation at the occiput. Okay. Um, but, uh, Asher brings up a really good point when you're dealing with, uh, stroke patients. Anyway, when you talk about like these ones, they're actually, a lot of the ghost points really are much more shallow. And in fact, there's a recommended depth for each one of them that we'll go through at the, uh, once, once we get all the names in. Cool. So next one, we're continuing on our, our journey and we're getting deeper into the body. Cause the next one is ghost bed. I have stomach six, Gui Chuang. Very good. Good pronunciation, Gui Chuang. Just getting lucky over here. <laughs> You're doing a stellar job. Chinese not easy. This one's on the masseter, right? Correct. And then is this a local point then at a certain point for TMJ and for clinching for all the stuff that's happening in, in the person's mania behavior? Well, so do they talk about it being on the, the stomach point? Jia Chu? I mean, I just know it's stomach six. So I don't know what the... There it is. There it is. Yeah. So, um, and you're saying, wait, can you say one more time what you said about the curious if, cause insane people clench their teeth a lot or, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's tension there. Um, Heck yeah. and if they're speaking chaotically, crazily, then you could see another reason for that one too. Um, you bet. So both of those very key inability to speak, you bet. And then here's a real big one, real big one. Obviously we've been dealing with the heart so far. This is not all heart stuff. It can't all be heart stuff that would, you know, again, we are described why that was goofy. But Chocho would be right if it was all heart stuff. Can't have that. It just, the 14th ghost point is just Machocho smiling back at us. Ha ha, <laughs> I got one. Uh, no, it's not. But here's an interesting point that when we're dealing with heart fire, like probably if not the number one, I'd say the number two cause of heart fire and really might even be number one is stomach fire. Um, there's just such a powerful connection. If you look at how we treat them too, a lot of the time when we're treating um, fluid deficiency in the chest and heart, really, specifically though here, yin nutritive fluid deficiency, so a certain kind, not blood deficiency, we're actually that same formula, for instance, Guizhou tongue, 
is also useful for generating moving fluids in the stomach or in the middle burner. So it's a fascinating connection. That, and if you look at, say, um, the lungs in the stomach connection, I mean, really, it's just phenomenal. So when you think about stomach to really the entire upper burner, which is half lungs, half heart, it has a phenomenally strong connection. So when there's um, stomach yin deficiency to the point of what we might call yin atrophy or fluid atrophy, like that's just extreme, right? That's how we call it. Um, uh, in, in which case in Chinese, we call it fei wei or um, uh, like a lung atrophy syndrome or something. Uh, that's how you, how you try and translate that one. That one means there's just no more fluids. And that same formula called maiman dong tang actually works for the stomach yin uh, atrophy fluid, uh, fluid atrophy as well. So like just no more fluids left in the stomach and therefore a total loss of function and lots of upsurging. Same thing with the lungs. And it's fascinating that the exact same formula, exact same formula treats both. So this connection between the stomach and both of the upper burner organs is just massive. And so check out how many people have with stomach fire then have difficulty sleeping or with stomach fire then have um, lung problems. It's really just phenomenal. So when we went back to say, um, you know, sleeping is mostly your shun from your heart and your hun from your liver. And then I said the two kind of corollary organs that we also do deal with are middle burner, which you can't really separate spleen and stomach here, and then kidneys. This would be pointing to the stomach. So there's a famous phrase from the Neijing, and it says, uh, which means when the stomach is not harmonized, people can't lay down peacefully. And what that means is when the stomach is upsurging, people can't fall asleep. Totally. I wonder if that has a, another like crossover with the aortic artery mm. in the stomach region. Cause when that's full and everything, you know, you can feel that if you lie down. I love immediately. that. Yeah. And like people with stagnations and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't know much about it, but it was pointed out when we were doing abdominal palpation that, Oh, you shouldn't be able to feel this, this artery, you know, like going off and, we're palpating on each other and we're all like, <laughs> I feel the artery going off. I feel the artery going off. Like <laughs> we'd all, all just eaten lunch, which I didn't realize was yeah. part of the thing is that we had all eaten and then we we're all lying down. And then of course that was going to be pushing up on the artery. So there was a grain of salt, uh, teaching lesson that was, that was missed at the time. That, that's such a good point, dude. Was that in your twin out class? We did a Hara class. It was like, oh. Very short. It was one or two days of horror diagnosis. Well, that's that is correct. And the people fo who focus on that more in in China are the people who do lots of Jinjing, the Sinu Channel people. Oh, okay, isn't that crazy that there's a whole group of people that really are Jinjing people? Yeah. What do they just need Jing well points? Uh, well, that's an interesting point. No, if you go back to the Jinjing, there's actually a lot more than Jing well though. I know Jing well here for MSK in America is very powerful. Are very prominent yeah because they the way i was it was that was the only point on the jingjin was the jingwell oh see the, the way they use it is it's very because they tend to be in a subset of tuina people okay and so it's much more about where am i releasing and actually the biggest focus is not the jingwells it's actually around your joints yeah that's what i would think from like the qigong thing because that's where everything exactly. gets clogged up anyways Exactly. There's not good flow through joints. No, because that's those are your natural crooks in the stream. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Sweet. That's a good point. That Asher is a practitioner of qigong and martial arts too, and you can see why that's so important. Because he feels what a lot of people are saying, right? 
Also, I was really broken before I started Qigong and stuff, which really helped because it was like, you know, you can tell a difference. I feel this for my patients sometimes. The people who come in rock bottom, it's like, we're going to turn things around and they're never going to look back. And the people who are like getting by but want a little help, like we're going to give them a little help and they're going to be like, I'm going to go back to fuck all and I'll be back in a couple months with the same problem or worse kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's so true, man. It's so true. There's a great example of martial artists too. The, uh, one of the best Tai Chi practitioners in the last hundred years. Uh, what's his Chinese name? In, in English, we just say Chen Man Ching. I think it's Chen Man Jing. Uh, but it's funny because most of the things I've read about him are in English. That was back when I was practicing martial arts a lot in the Denver Boulder area. Um, Any um, that practitioner who is basically the, one of the best Tai Chi practitioners in all of Taiwan, which I know is a little place, but I had a lot of good practitioners. And the, he came to America a lot. And same thing. He was a sickly child with maybe TB or something, but he couldn't stop practicing Tai Chi. Otherwise, he'd get sick again. Yeah. No, I think I've heard the same. Yeah. It was like, I was just really sick. I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then 20 years down the road, they're like, okay, well, now you're a freaking you know, beast. He was a skinny um, little dude, but boy, he could fight like the best of them. And he just loved it so much he kept doing it but yeah the first 20 years was by necessity yeah i think this we talked about this a little bit some time ago where we talked about the the consistency that's needed mm-hmm. and i think when i first heard the story about this guy it was also like the difference of talent because he was like i wasn't talented i wasn't like yeah amazing like i was i had to i had to do this thing and like if you're talented and like semi healthy like you can start you know, 20 years in on my 40 year journey or whatever, just by doing it every day. It is so true, man. I love love that you said that. That's usually what I tell, man, sorry, for those of you, wow, I think people just like all this good stuff anyway. But um, yeah, when it comes to like, I had to do two um, uh, graduation speeches up at Boulder two years in a row. Sure. And I feel like maybe I'm not the person designed for that because my general gist is like, it's not about you. It's about the the art. Yeah. No, well, there's a, I was thinking about this earlier because we were talking about Machocha and we were talking about, you know, we have this baseline foundation, which then lets us expand and do things. And that's what we should do. Right. But then not having a unstable base or a a misleading base runs us into problems. Um, And it's kind of like that all of our successes, quote unquote, in the clinic are like not due to us, but are due to our lineage. Right. Like our, like we're standing on the shoulders of giants and like, it's because we have a great art that these things come about and just that, Oh, like you, you miss that. And it's easy to get off track. If, if the sh- giants that you're standing on are like not actually giants because it's a shaky foundation mistranslated. Yeah. Exactly. Heck yeah, man. I mean, you literally described exactly what Chen Men Ching said too. They said like, I think you paraphrased as well. They're like, well, why are you such a powerful martial artist? He said, yeah, I'm a weak guy. I'm just practicing a great art. Yeah. But it's the same thing. And I always, of course, I'm, you know, graduation day, it is about how much they've done. But the key here is it's not just true, but it's also liberating to realize it's not about the individual practitioner. It's about the art. Because when you're stuck, which if you don't ever get stuck, then, then shit is really up shit's creek, right? Then you're, I mean, like that is just confusingly bad. If, if you see no problems, then there's big problems, right? Anyway, so when you come into those problems, you know, I feel like individuals would just crumple. There's no, what are you going to do? But lineages don't, right? You, you just go back to where you came from 
and you get so much more knowledge and so much more, so many answers to your questions that now even just having asked that question in that specific way, you'll probably be able to get so much more out of uh, the classics, you know? You're like, oh, well, I think the classic was talking about this. And then you try it and you're like, that really is what it's talking about. Or that leads me to this other thing in the classics. Yeah, it's really just the sweetest thing. So I always, I, that's the whole point of it. It's like, it doesn't have to be about the individual, but that's both, you know, pride. It's a prideectomy. You have to exercise your pride. Totally. Exercise, not exercise. And then, um, and then, you know, the second thing is it's basically like a giant safety blanket because that's where everything comes from. Right. And that's where, you know, just go back to that. People are winging stuff, right? Don't wing it. Go back. Yeah. Go back to your safety blanket. We apologize for our people who graduated from SWAC in the last couple of years and had Stephen <laughs> as their speaker. Uh, he only meant good things. <laughs> I'll do a makeup one on, on the pod. All right. So we, where were we? Uh, oh, yes. We were at Jiachu, the stomach six, you called it, right? Yeah. Yep. And Gui Chuang. So this one, again, the same idea. Is this truly the bed of the ghost? Nope. It's just telling you, again, it's furthering that same idea of its residing location. So it's sinking in further. Um, and, you know, you can, um, just like Asher said, there is the idea that when people have stomach issues that they can't sleep well. That is also an element too. Um, just like wind issues, they often can't sleep well either and so forth. So we had the, the pillow point before, but then also this one, Jacho. All right, should we head over to eight? Yeah, I have eight as uh, Guishur, Ghost Market. Ghost Market. Ren 24. Uh-huh. So right on the other side of that, uh, connecting the bridge from the Ren and the Dew. I have a note on this one for being for a chaotic speech. So mm-hmm. makes sense for, for, for where it's located. Market, I think, is going to be an iffy translation, right? Because... Yes. Um, How'd you pick that up? Well, because we use Feng Shui for the same reason, is that it's like a deeper wind, internal wind thing. That's right. So what's better than market? Uh, internal administration of. Okay. Still wordy. So, so uh, Asher is exactly right. When we talk about that gallbladder point, 30-something? 30 31. 31, called Feng Shui. It's not windy city or windy market. It's the internal administration of wind, meaning how is your body internally regulating its wind? And hence, when people say it's an itching point, that's actually fairly correct because itch is internal wind, right? So then when we say here, what is um, gui shi? Is it the marketplace where all the ghosts come out and buy their their ghost vegetables? They're like, oh man, your ghost daikon is just kicking this year. It is not a ghost marketplace. It is that internal administration of the shun and therefore uh, the not functional shun or gui. Oh, I was going to get myself some ghost peppers and call it a day. <laughs> Give yourself some serious lung heat. Um, and then the point Chengjiang is super key too. Um, the, the whatever the Chinese name for that point. Container of fluids. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like the holder or the container of fluids. That's right. Yeah, because you need a bibbity when you're a baby. Because <laughs> otherwise it just all goes down. And then the idea here where it's like generating the fluids that then would anchor and so forth. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask about that. Do you use that point to generate fluids? I think you really should, yeah. Because okay. chung, hold, jung, 
like literally liquids and fluids. Sure. I don't tend to use it as much. Uh, my favorite for fluids are, there's a couple. Obviously, the yin points are great, so zhao hai on the kidneys. But I love the, and the shang ju shu, the lower hussy point of the large intestine. Sure, yeah. Which I think Japanese lineages tend to use that a lot for fluids as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I figure because it's a point of sea of blood that it's going to get that's right some some hitters from from all over. Mm-hmm. And then because the large intestine and the small intestine control Jin and Yin, respectively. I was going to ask when you do the Ren twenty four point, are you thinking about Jin specifically, Yeah, or all fluids? I'd say all fluids. Okay. Yeah, because it's your first receptor. Exactly, it's the entry point. Got it. It's it's your oh, gong. Yes, very good. Like Palace. Look at you go. Speedy. You have to, well, you have to refer back to it in practice. Otherwise. Exactly. That's the best way to memorize it, right? Yeah. Okay. So internal administration of the ghosts still, still leaves me some thinking um, as to what we mean by the internal administration of ghosts. Like basically regulating its movement passage and so forth on the inside. Just like feng shui is dealing with regulating and controlling wind on the inside, right? But with the wind, we talked. I don't know if we've talked about the pod, on the podcast yet, but we've talked about wind being uh, having a virtuous side to it. So in that way, it would make sense to have you know the body be like, oh yeah, we have this like area section idea where we're like making the wind move internally because we want a little bit of movement internally. We need things to move, right? So with the ghost one. Is, is there a positive side of having ghosts moving around the body? Great point. The positive side of basically what you would consider a negative thing like a ghost would be the shun. So shun positive, ghost negative, gui negative. Okay. And so a gui is basically a dysfunctional shun. Okay. And therefore, this one to regulate the gui would be able to re- release and liberate or whatever you want to do. You know, not hankered, not, not like hamper down the shun. Gotcha. Sweet. That works for me. Noise. Also, it does have the fluid component. So remember, we're kind of like anchoring. Again, with yin. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Our next one we, we mentioned before because I paired it with pericardium 7. We have pericardium 8, laogong, or in this case, gui ku, ghost cave. That's right. Very good. Gui cool. So cave getting deeper yet again. Very nice. And this one has the, uh, not it's just a cave, which is deeper, but it's hidden. Mm. So a lot of times this is kind of like, we were talking about this before, but like blood heat is often where kind of quote unquote hidden or like annoying, stubborn dermatological things will lay or reside. And you're like, hey, things are going better. You know, exercise is good. My liver feels great. No skin diseases. And then the climate changes and stress gets worse and everything else, skin disease pops back up. Same thing. How come we can't get rid of this thing? A lot of times when dermatological land, that's because it has an underlying blood heat component. And as long as you don't get rid of that, you're always going to be susceptible to it. Well, similar to this one, Gui Ku would be like, oh, this person's mostly pretty good, right? They're like a functional, whatever, um, schizophrenic, autistic person or something. But then you know, there are times where it's really going to flare its head. So it's kind of that hidden one. Yeah. This one makes me think of the bipolar for sure. Cause it's like, yeah. you can get away with, you know, some off days uh, being bipolar, but then all of a sudden it'll rear its ugly head and it's a different beast altogether. Totally. 
And we know Lao Gong is going to clear heat like crazy. Yeah, fire point on a fire channel. Mm-hmm. Good way to think about that, yeah. What, what were you thinking of? Just Yin Spring? Just Yin Spring. And Yin Spring of the Yang within Yang. Yeah, sure. Or the guardian of Yang within Yang. Okay, next one. It would be Du 23. Uh-huh. Gui Tang. Great. Gui Tang. Ghost Hall. That's right. Shangxing, the upper upper star point. Is that the the normal opinion? Yep. And then uh, Gui Tang. So this one is kind of like, well, what is a, a Tang? It's kind of like where you're thinking about, okay, you came into the vestibule, you came into the atrium, and now you're almost closer to like an, the chambers, right? Oh, yeah. So heading in. Deep inside the, the fortress. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say you're pretty much in the 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 resting room. You could call it a bedroom if you want, I guess. Um, and then you just thought, you know, because we're like one or two away from the very end here. Yeah. Okay. That wraps it up for this episode on Ghost Points. Come back next week for the last and final installment.